Welcome to Convos from the Couch from Lifestance Health, where each episode you'll hear engaging informative conversations with leading mental health professionals that will help guide you on your journey to leading a healthier, more fulfilling life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Convos from the Couch by Lifestance Health. I'm Nikki Lianza, and on today's episode, I'll be talking with Stephanie Phillips, a clinician from one of our Cleveland, Ohio offices, on the importance of gratitude, and she'll also help us understand toxic positivity. So welcome, Stephanie. Great to have you back on. Thank you. It's great to be back. I love that we're talking about gratitude. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming down the way here, so great topic to talk about. Definitely. I'm also excited for you to help us understand more about toxic positivity, because I'm not sure if a lot of people know what that is. So I'm really looking forward to that conversation as well. Yeah, me too. So let's start off. uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So as you said, my name is Stephanie Phillips. Um, I'm a licensed independent social worker in the state of Ohio. Um, I graduated with my MSW, my master of social work from the University of Kentucky. So I started my career down in Kentucky and then relocated up here to the Cleveland area about four years ago. So I've got about a little over a decade of experience practicing clinical social work now. Um, My areas of specialty include trauma, specifically um, trauma and PTSD in the perinatal period, um, which is during and after pregnancy. I also have a special interest in um, spiritual abuse. And so my primary treatment modalities are eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, EMDR. Um, I also like to use ACT, acceptance and commitment therapy, which is very mindfulness focused. And I also have um, training in exposure and response prevention, ERP. So those are my kind of three big modalities that I really like, and I tend to use kind of an eclectic approach where I'm kind of pulling and borrowing from each and, you know, yeah. I think that's one of the best approaches, right? You yes. definitely sound like you're knowledgeable in several different approaches and that yes. you can pull what you feel is best for the client you're working with that you can tailor it probably just for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause of course, like I always say, and I'm sure you would agree, nothing works for everyone. I agree. <laughs> so like, you know, sometimes it's important to make sure that we're not being kind of zeroed in on one specific treatment modality and saying, okay, well, if this specific thing isn't working for this person, then what can we change up? What can we bring in? What else can we try? Yeah. Right. And I'm sure lots of your clients are thankful for you for that. Right. And that's probably a good uh-huh. segue into our very corny yes. segue into talking <laughs> about gratitude, but Let's talk about it. So let's start by, tell us a little bit about what is gratitude? How would you define it? Yeah. So I guess, I guess my kind of the way I conceptualize gratitude is just an attitude of appreciation and thankfulness and cultivating that, that attitude of appreciation and thankfulness for things in our lives. I think it can be very easy for some of us to fall into the negative or the things that aren't going right for us. Yes. So I think, you know, to help us shift our mindset to a place of being more gratitude of, you know, being thankful for maybe the things that are going right for in our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why else do you feel like it's important? Um, well, 
it it definitely has a lot of research around it. So a lot of researchers have have studied, you know, not what is gratitude, of course, and and how is it useful. And so they've determined that people who have some kind of practice, have some kind of um, ritual at times where they mm-hmm. focus on what they're grateful for and what they're appreciative of, appreciative of, um, actually tend to be less resentful. Um, they tend to be less envious of other people. They tend to have fewer regrets than other people who do not kind of focus and and aren't intentional about a gratitude practice and are just kind of happier and more content generally with their lives. I think that's the key of how to help lead happier, more content lives. I actually like that word better content than striving just for happiness, just being more content. Uh I think practicing gratitude could definitely help people more on that track for sure. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Can you give us more specific examples of how someone can practice gratitude? Yeah. So, so one, one way that you can practice gratitude is, you know, sometimes not for everybody, of course, but if you have some kind of faith, if you're have some kind of spiritual practice, or Mm -hmm. if you are a religious person, oftentimes that, that gratitude takes the form of like prayers of Thanksgiving. If you believe in God or some kind of higher power or the universe, however you conceive of that. Um, sometimes that's, that's the way we can practice gratitude. Um, kind of in, in a more, sometimes in a religious context, sometimes in a more secular context, sometimes just kind of setting aside some time, a few minutes each day to meditate, and kind of just notice what we're thankful for in that moment. And and the cool thing about about gratitude too is that it can be something that's very big or it can be something that's kind of relatively small, you know. Um one thing of course here in northeast Ohio, we have these like amazing fall leaves that have been so beautiful over the past few weeks and so that's something that I've really noticed that I feel thankful for is just how beautiful everything is this time of year. So, you know, Again, like just a kind of brief flash, it doesn't even have to be something that's like that feels very big and grand and significant. It can just be something that is relatively small. Um, Go ahead. I love that you said that because I, I too, live in Northeast Ohio. We do. We're so blessed with some really gorgeous autumn foliage. And so I, too, will just like kind of take it in and be grateful for it. And I think your point is just this. It could be the small things. It doesn't have to be the overarching huge things. It could just be appreciating a very beautiful fall day, per se. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So another another really good practice, too, that I think is really helpful um, is just keeping a gratitude journal. And again, doesn't have to be like really big and long and involved. It can just be like two or three things that you jot down that you're grateful for every day. And handwriting, um, again, they've done research that says that if we write something by hand as opposed to typing it out on our phone or our laptop, that it kind of sinks in and resonates with us in kind of a deeper way. And so I think handwriting in yeah. a journal yeah. kind of helps helps us focus that a little more. Yeah. 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 So having, having that just kind of be like, okay, I'm going to think of a couple things, try to make them different things. And again, when it can be literally anything, the air I'm breathing right now, like mm. the fact that I have access to clean water, if, right. that's, if that's something that I have right. access to, like my friends, my family, anything, you know, just writing it down and taking a few minutes to think about those things and focus on those things. 
and then moving on with your day. So, you know, just kind of incorporating it into a relatively small, not even really time consuming practice Mm -hmm. can be super helpful. And I think a lot of what you're saying is incorporating it into like a daily thing you do. Mm -hmm. And it can be just small things. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about how it can help people feel a bit more content in their lives is one of the benefits. Are there other benefits of practicing gratitude in our lives? Um, well, I think I think that sense of contentment is um, a pretty important one because what we do know is that when we start to be more intentional about focusing on certain things, kind of like you said, if we are kind of focusing on bad things that are happening, unpleasant things that are happening, then that tends to kind of wire up our brain yeah. to start noticing more. Mm -hmm. of those negative, unpleasant things that are happening to us. And the good news is we can do the opposite, you know, by being very intentional about focusing on positive things that are happening on what we're grateful for. It's, um, the, it's called the officially, it's called the Bader Meinhof effect, the red car syndrome, where it's like, okay, if I notice, if I start thinking about a red car or noticing red cars, all of a sudden I see red cars everywhere, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where we can kind of use that, that kind of quirk, so yeah. to speak in our brain to say, okay, once I start being intentional about noticing the positive things, noticing things that I'm grateful for and that feel good and feel comfortable, then I'm more likely to be drawn to those yeah. things. I'm more likely to spot those things when they come up. And so that can kind of like rewire our brain a Mm -hmm. little bit and help shift our perspective so that it is easier. It's not so tough all of a sudden when we sit down with our gratitude journal to come up with things that we're thankful for. Yeah. I I love that you're linking it back to a mind shift, the neuroplasticity, we can't rewire right. our brain. If we are used to having very automatic negative thoughts per se, right? And yeah. it's automatic and they're negative. And when you start being aware that you're doing that and you make a concerted effort to practice gratitude, practice trying to see things from a different perspective, you will change your brain and you will start yeah. noticing those red cars or those that positivity <laughs> right. more in your yeah. life too. So that's uh-huh. great. Yes. Now, shifting gears a bit, is it possible to do it too much? And I'm coming from the point of view of where we're shifting gears to talk about toxic positivity. Yes. So with that being said, actually, let's talk like, what is toxic positivity? Why don't we start with that? So toxic positivity um, is, I, I, it's, a, it's a term that I really love because I think it sums up this, this kind of idea so well. Basically what toxic positivity is kind of focusing on positive things, but doing that at the expense of recognizing that anything like unpleasant or bad ever happens to us, or that we even have ever have any kind of uncomfortable or emotions that we view as undesirable, you know, so sadness, anger, frustration, like any of those emotions kind of end up getting assigned. These are negative. These are bad. We don't want these. Uh. And in toxic positivity, we don't make any space for people to have any of those feelings. We shut those feelings down in the name of saying, well, you've got to stay positive. And as we've talked about, positivity and, and gratitude has a great function in our lives, but it can, you know, to 
go back to the term, it can very quickly turn toxic Mm -hmm. if we are just shutting down, suppressing, especially like often it happens when we are interacting with another person, (laughs) you know, they're kind of bringing that hammer down, so to speak, and saying, you know, like, nope, there are no room for, there's no room for any kind of upsetting, sad, complicated feelings here. Yeah. So, so what I think I hear you saying, it might be an individual that is so positive that they really do disregard and ignore what they might perceive as negative emotions. So if someone's telling them that their dog recently died, they might be like, oh, but you had them for so many years and they were a great dog. And, and maybe invalidating right. the fact that that person, that friend might be feeling sad about their dog. Yes, absolutely. And I think I think that word invalidating is the key. It's it's invalidating somebody else's experiences or feelings in the name of quote unquote positivity and like, you know, quote unquote good vibes only. And you know, all of those kinds of things where it's like it's to me what it's doing is it's shutting down the full range of human emotion and experience. You know, we have bad days. Sometimes we have, sometimes we have bad weeks or bad years, you know, sometimes things happen to us that are really, really hard to deal with. And if we get kind of cliches thrown at us, like, you know, well, everything happens for a reason, or, you know, like you said with, with the dog, like, Oh, you had them for so long. They're in a better place. You know, like all of that kind of language that is just glossing over when we're hurting or upset or -hmm. having issues. And I think part of what makes toxic positivity so toxic too, is that it frequently creates this sense of guilt in the person who's trying to talk about, Hey, I'm struggling. If the response that they get from somebody else is that kind of, you know, like, no, there's no room for talking about that. Just focus on something pleasant. Don't think about, you know, what you're struggling with. It can unfortunately give that person a sense of, well, it's my fault. If I'm struggling, if I'm sad, if, you know, up to and including if I have clinical anxiety, if Mm. I have clinical depression, um, sometimes even like if I have PTSD, it's my fault. It's my responsibility. And there's that, like you get into that self-blame cycle yeah. and it's yeah. just really nasty. Yeah. And I think the person who's doing the toxic positivity, I, I think they're interpreting themselves as coming from a good place of being like being yeah. the cheerleader from, for this person and not meaning to intentionally harm, which Absolutely. is why we're having this conversation to <laughs> make people aware of like, you might be unintentionally harming someone by being so positive and invalidating yeah. and uh-huh. and we don't know what else the person who's the recipient of the toxic positivity might be telling themselves it might be nurturing their own sense of guilt and shame and and things yes. like that yeah so. yeah unfortunately i think a lot of times those people are very well intentioned and and as you mentioned calling people's attention to the fact that it's like well no this isn't hopeful you know, um, it, like it's 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 painful and it's harming people. Um, I think another one that gets thrown out there a lot is, well, other people have it worse or it could be worse. And like Oof. bringing up that sense of comparison and yeah. kind of going back, going back to the gratitude thing. I think one important point, too, is a gratitude practice is best when it's just focused on what we have, what we're thankful for what we appreciate, not that comparison of, you know, oh, I have 
I have this, which, you know, kind of positions me better. And I don't mean in a, in a kind of like malicious way or anything, but you know, just anytime we get into that comparison game, it's a slippery slope into that, again, that kind of self-blame of like, well, I don't have it as bad as other people. There's something wrong with me that I can't just snap out of this and be positive and be happy. And so, yeah, it can, it can really start to create some problems in and of itself if we're being told or it's being implied that we should just be able to be positive and shut shut all that down. And I like the point that you're bringing up of like gratitude being individual and not using it to compare. And I think, you know, when we talk about that difference between toxic positivity and bringing in the idea of of gratitude, so that's that's one of the, the key differentiating between the two is that but the toxic positivity, it's like, hey, it could be worse for you, you know, as somebody else had their dog die and their grandmother die. And, and right. it's like, yes. oh, well, geez, you know, so yeah. I, I liked how you differentiated it. Are there other points in how we can differ- differentiate the two with gratitude and toxic positivity? Um, I, th- I think that that I, I think if there's any one takeaway, it's that gratitude is gratitude is a specific practice that still leaves room for, oh, I'm, I'm sad. Like I'm, I can be sad and grateful, you know, Mm -hmm. like I can be sad in this moment. If I've just experienced a significant loss, if I've just experienced some kind of trauma, I can still say, okay, as part of my gratitude practice, I'm going to figure out like what I'm grateful for in this moment, but that doesn't have to come at the expense, so to speak of my grief. I can still be sad. And I don't have to prove, so to speak, that I am staying in touch with any kind of gratitude or, or positive things or positive feelings by shutting down all of the sadness. So I think that's the biggest thing is if we're doing gratitude, right. So to speak, you know, if we're not veering over into toxic positivity, we're still leaving room for those those other emotions that we tend to think of as more uncomfortable and difficult. Got you. Got you. Mm -hmm. So how can somebody who might be doing toxic positivity, how can they avoid doing it or improve from doing Mm -hmm. it? Well, I think, I think probably the main key is, is that word you brought up, I guess, I guess the opposite of the word you brought up, which is validate, you know, like it is so powerful to just say, oh, I'm really sorry that you're dealing with this, or I see that you're really sad right now. I see that you're really angry. I see that you're struggling, you know, and, and try to, cause a lot of times, again, well-intentioned, a lot of times what we're trying to do with those like cliches and like think positive and all of that kind of thing, what we're trying to do is make the other person feel better But sometimes it's also about our comfort level because nobody likes to see somebody that they care about be sad or hurting. And so kind of keeping in mind, okay, what does this person need from me in this moment? And if that person is saying, hey, help me get some perspective, help me think of things to be grateful for, then sure, go for it. But if the person is just really kind of expressing how difficult they're having it right now, how much they're struggling then just, you know, and honestly, this kind of is plays into the holidays as well, because the holidays can be really tough for some people. I think recognizing 
yeah, if I just help this person feel seen and validated and say, I see that you're sad or I hear that you're sad. Sometimes that is just, it seems very, very simple. It is very, very simple, but sometimes it's just what somebody needs in that moment to just see that somebody understands that they're hurting and you know, I'm going to kind of sit down beside you and sit with you in this moment where you're sad. And I'm not going to feel any pressure to try to make it better for you or try to quote unquote, fix it. You know, I'm just going to validate what you're feeling. My gosh, Stephanie, thank you so much. I'm very grateful to have you back on and and sharing your knowledge (laughs) on this topic of both gratitude and toxic positivity, because I think you gave a lot of great examples of what it is and how it can be harmful and how Mm -hmm. to, you know, be more aware when someone might be doing it and how to switch that by validating for sure. So thank you again for being on. Yeah. Thank you again for having me. I'm always happy to be here. 